Alright, y'all. Welcome back to the pod. Um, I am currently recording this at 11 o'clock at night on Friday, January 22nd. Um, a couple of the games tonight, big, big night um, in terms of games. There were a lot of games tonight. Um, and who's still playing? The Thunder and Clippers are still playing. Kings and Knicks are still playing. And the Nuggets and Suns are still playing. So, you know, whatever. Dude, the Knicks are killing it lately. Damn. Um, obviously, I come with topics prepared before we just look through standings. So we'll hop into those first. Um, I mean, I should have done this before the podcast started, but because I am not good at my job, I didn't do that. This is actually something that's going to take like a while to find, I think. I'm looking, Bleacher Report the other day posted like early season awards for um, every like major award. They put the top three candidates for each award. And I, have to, I, mean, I had some notes on it. A lot of the notes, even though it was posted like maybe three or four days ago, are actually outdated, believe it or not. Um, and that's for um, a couple of reasons. So the first, the main thing I can remember from the post, I don't need to bring it up because I still don't have it. The main thing I remember is that Joel Embiid was number one candidate for MVP. And at the time, I was kind of upset about it because I thought there were more deserving. I, I was very high on Kevin Durant for MVP. Their third ranked person. I'm not gonna be able to find this post, am I? That's so unfortunate. Are you kidding me? I'm not gonna be able to find the post. Alright, we're gonna look more. But they had they had Joel Embiid as their number one option. In my head I was basically like why? Why is he your number one option? That you know, Kevin Durant has played better this season. I personally think that um Jokic has played better this season. Top one, and then Joel Embiid came out and dropped like forty-two points on the Celtics in like thirty minutes, like light work, and they won the game. And I was like, "Oh, that's why he's early season MVP." And then just now they just beat us again. The Sixers just beat our uh, my Celtics again. Podcast, please. If you listen, and you're probably not listening anymore after I said that. I am so sorry for that. See, I can't find early season awards. Why? This is pissing me off. I don't like it. This is not good. This is this is angering me. Whatever. Oh, I thought this was funny. I'm going through Bleach Report. So, the Warriors, who moved to San Francisco, have a court called Oakland Forever Court. And I was like, man, what the? Just move back to Oakland. Like, what are you doing? Why'd you leave Oakland? Oakland's like a lot, too. It would have been a good city to... About the Warriors just yet, though. I want to. We're gonna talk about the Warriors later. They're very interesting team to me. But Joel Embiid so far, I guess, is early season MVP, and it's it's really not even too close. Um, he's averaging twenty six points, eleven rebounds, and three assists on fifty percent, thirty seven percent, eighty three splits. That's fifty eight percent effective field goal percentage, and they're the number one team in the league. Second best, third best team in the league. They're number one in the East. I, margin a game and a half so they're playing like the Sixers are just playing well and I talked about the Ben Simmons slander on the last episode 
And while that has been a problem, he is attempting threes, right? He is still doing things. And at the end of the day, this team is still winning. So I don't know why in the hell Ben Simmons is getting slander. His team is winning at the end of the day. And I think that that's enough for him to be at least passed on so far this season. Because he's he's playing a Draymond Green role. He's averaging 12, 9, and 8. On If you exclude his three-point shooting... Field, which is good, but 64% from the free throw line. It's always going to be that damn jump shot, man. It's always going to be that damn jump shot. And that really bothers me because I'm I'm one of those guys that's really high on Ben Simmons, and I really, really think that he could be a great player in this league. But he just doesn't have that scorer's mentality, and it's really unfortunate. But, um, games, he's attempted 0.4 three-pointers per game. Hold on. Quick calculator maths. Shot like five threes this year, and he's that makes sense because he's shooting twenty percent. He's one for five from three this year, which you can't be mad about. He's shooting the damn ball. That's all we're asking for here. To be fair, he has shot the ball. He shot five times every three games. He's shooting a three. And then once, once every once every fifteen games he makes a three, right? Because once every three games he shoots a three, and then once every five times that he shoots a three, he makes a three. So once out of every fifteen games, Ben Simmons will hit a three, which is better than zero. But I think Joel is is honestly, yeah. What? Ben Simmons' nickname is Peacemaker. Apparently, the Yank, the Wizard of Oz. Just Ben Roethlisberger. Anyway, that was kind of my thing. Is that originally? Because I originally wrote it down because I was like, man, fuck Joel Embiid should not be number one. And then he came out and busted my Celtics ass. So actually should be number one in MVP voting so far. If the season were to end today, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to look over his recent game logs. It just sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Five playoff per game. Whatever. I'm just sitting here on the podcast, letting hot air out of my ass because I literally can't find where his box scores are. Whatever, dude. Where the fuck do I find his? Five, nine, and 42, which actually is not that impressive. But he's had games where he's had 38 points, five blocks, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. Not five. He's had, he had 38, eight, five, three, and three, which is a really good game. I guess my Celtics, he had 48, two, and two. 48, 10, two, and two. 
And then against Miami, who is not a slump defensively, he had 45 and 16. Like, he has been playing really good this year. And I also think Doc Rivers deserves a lot of credit because he's Tobias Harris is hooping this year. I'm one of those guys that has called Tobias Harris trash for a while now because he doesn't deserve the money that he's paid. But, hey, man, I, all I'm saying is that Doc deserves some co- uh, some nods for Coach of the Year, especially if this Sixers team is the number one team. But I know that – let me go to Zion's game logs because I had seen on Bleacher Report post today. I know. I'm a normie. I'm a, I'm a casual. I literally only see shit from – but if you go through really his last six games, he's had 29, 26, 21, 31, 32, and 30, and 27. Like he's been playing really well. Now, to be completely fair, the Pelicans have not been playing really well. They're still the 12 seed, which really pisses me off. But it's not Zion's fault, right? Him and Brandon Ingram are hooping. Lonzo's trash, which we'll move to that topic eventually. At the end of the day, it's not well-constructed. Why the hell would you throw a bag at Steven Adams when Serge Ibaka was out there? I know that he wanted to go play for a contender, but money is money, am I right? So if you had thrown the bag that you threw at Steven Adams, that's Serge Ibaka, there's a chance he comes play for you. And he's the perfect guy next to Zion. He's a great defender and he can shoot the three, so he can stretch the floor out. He's the perfect guy to put against Zion. Are put next to Zion. And Stephen Adams, understand their defensive stats when Stephen Adams is on the court is insane. Now, understand Stephen Adams is a great locker room guy, but I don't give a shit because this is the second year in a row. Second year in a row, this Pelicans team was supposed to be good, and they are not good. And I know that last year was Zion's rookie year, and there was some stuff with that, but we still expected them to be good. With a roster of Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, who else was on that team? You had these guys. You had names on this team. Brandon Ingram had an all-star season. You guys should be at least competing for a playoff spot. And they didn't do that in the bubble. And so far this season, they played like shit. And I don't know what they, like, what do you, what, how am I supposed to gauge this team? Are they a really young team that just needs to go through the pains? Or are they a team that should be competing? Because their expectations are that of a team that should be competing, but they play like a young team that has no idea what they're doing. And I'm sorry, but what the fuck was David Griffin doing this offseason? Like, what? Why? I just, Stephen Adams signing makes no sense to me. The Eric Bledsoe thing makes no sense to me. They traded, they got Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, and they traded away the better point guard. They traded away George Hill. If you want a good veteran off the bench to lead this team, you tr- you keep George Hill. If you want a good locker room guy, you keep George Hill. I'm not saying Eric Bledsoe's a bad guy or a bad locker room guy, but George Hill is definitely a better one. I just don't understand it. I don't understand. And some of their struggles, I mean, look at look at Zion. Zion's averaging 24, 7, and 2 on 59% from the field, 25% from three, and 66% from the line. That's 60%. 60% effective field goal percentage. If we look at Brandon and Ingram, who I've been trying to trade for for literally a month now in my fantasy league. He's averaging 23, 6, and 5 on 46, 38, 83 splits. It's 52% effective field goal percentage. Let's get to the problem, child. Actually, let's get to the first problem, child, of this team, which is definitely the reason that they lost a couple games and started out really slow. JJ fucking Redick. JJ Redick. Horrible. He's shooting 32% from three right now. Which isn't horrible. I didn't know yesterday. 
horrible, right? Shooting 32% from three is not horrible. If Ben Simmons shot 32% from three, we'd all be ecstatic. But for J.J. Redick, one of the greatest shooters that this game has ever seen, he's not quite A-tier, but he's definitely B-tier shooter. To see him playing like this is, frankly, pissing me off. And not just because he's on my fantasy team. I mean, if you look at these games, where are his three-point shooting? He's had game threes with one for five, 0 for six, 0 for two. He only put up two shots. What the hell? Or two threes. One for four, 0 for three, one for six, two for seven, three for ten. One for four. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games. So the eight games so far this season where he has shot below 30%. Or 30% or lower. He has shot that in eight games this year. The Pelicans have played 13 games. So in eight out of these 16 games, J.J. Redick has been terrible. For more than half the season, he has been horrible. And the box plus minus is when he's on the court. When he's on the court, look at these. Negative 27, negative 16, negative 11, negative 22. Let me see his plus minus for the season so far. Taking forever to load. Advance. Where's his box plus minus? It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is, is that JJ is is playing like shit. Box plus minus. So far this season, and JJ's not a guy that has ever had a high box plus minus, but normally his box plus minus, his entire career has hovered around one. It's it's most likely going to be positive. His box plus minus so far this season is negative 3.8 points. Which is just not acceptable. I don't know, man. Shooter and the thing that he, the only thing he can do is shoot, and the thing that he's sucking at right now is shooting. But that brings us to the what could be the real problem, right? And I didn't think about talking about Lonzo in the pod because I don't care about Lonzo. He's not someone I think about at all. But Ben Bishop, an NBA YouTuber, hold on, let me take a water break. <clears throat> Excuse me. Swish out, who's an NBA YouTuber, tweeted out, Lonzo Ball is a bust for a second overall pick. I, like, I stand by that or something like that. And at first I was like, well, let's calm down. Because it, for me, it's hard to put the bust label on someone, especially when they're a solid contributor like Lonzo has been throughout his career. And another thing, too, is that people overhyped him out of college. Coming into the league, he was not going to be the next great point guard. If you thought that, you weren't doing your proper research. He was going to be an amazing defender, an amazing facilitator, and a guy who has scoring potential. Right now, Lonzo Ball has been at his floor his entire career. Which isn't anything bad to me. He's been at his floor his entire career. But Swish Out made the argument in his video that who do we all call a bust all the time? Andrew Wiggins. Because he never played. He was never Maple Jordan, right? That's why we call Andrew Wiggins a bust. Because, yeah, he puts up 20 points per game, but he does it inefficiently, and he doesn't do anything else on the court. 
And Longhorn is arguably one of the best perimeter defenders in this league right now. But he doesn't do shit other than that. There was a nice made out by Kenny earlier this season. So I went back and looked at his highlights. That was like, Lonzo Ball is good at throwing full court lobs. But he's not good in a half court set. He's not a good half court playmaker. He's a, just a good passer. There's a difference. And so I went back and looked at some film, and I mean, it was a pretty apt analysis. There was some questioning behind it, but, you know, because we see even down in Michigan the other night, had like this crazy wraparound pass that I was like, how did he see the open man? I never see highlights like that from Lonzo. I never see highlights from Lonzo, period, which is weird because Lonzo Ball is a name. That is a name. People will post about that on Bleacher Report or House of Highlights because Lonzo Ball is a name. But his main argument was, hey, Andrew Wiggins comes out here, he averages 22 points per game on mediocre efficiency, we call him a bust. So why the hell are we not calling Lonzo Ball a bust? There has been no improvement. He has been inconsistent. Like, Swisha, if you want to watch it, it's a six-minute video. It's super quick. I would recommend go watch it because now I agree with him. For the fact that he was selected second overall, he has been a huge disappointment. Just looking at the field goal percentage throughout the years. 44%, 48%, 51%, 47%. Dog shit. Dog shit numbers. Averaging 10 points, 9 points, 11 points, and 12 points. 7 assists, 5 assists, 7 assists, 5 assists. Consistent over one steal. He's just a guy that's going to average. Oh, Swishout's tweet said he's a bust for a second pick. He'll be a hell of a backup, though. Which isn't bad, right? If I'm getting 12, 5, and 5 out of my backup point guard, I'm happy with those numbers. But if I'm getting 12, 5, and 5 out of my starting point guard, I'm not happy with those numbers at all. You know what I'm saying? I demand more from my starting point guard. Alana's at the... I'm so sorry. Oh my god. That's so weird. Anyway. I started reading a tweet out. I'm sorry. That was weird. That was so weird. Ugh. <laughs> I was just doing it subconsciously. I forgot I was recording. Sorry. Back to what I was talking about. I don't want this out of my starting point guard. I don't want 47% on effective field goal percentage. Out of he has negative win shares this season. Oh, my God. He has negative .01 win shares. Peyton Pritchard has more win shares than Lonzo Ball. Jesus Christ. What does this world come to? Lonzo Ball's a bust for a second pick. Not a bust as an NBA player, but averaging 12, 6, and 6 is not enough for me for you to be the second pick in your fourth, third, fourth, third season? Fourth season. Fourth season. God damn it. Yeah, I had a pretty heated over that. It was just Lonzo Ball sucking at his job. It's still not that heated Oh, my God. I don't even know. I would have to find that tweet again. Oh, it was Mojo. So someone had tweeted. Mojo someone who works with Rusty Buckets, one of the YouTubers I watch, so I know his name. Someone tweeted out that Russell Westbrook is not going to be the same after this quad and that he's going to be out for a while. The Rockets really won this trade because John Wall has been playing better than Russell Westbrook this season, which you could argue back and forth whether or not John Wall has played better than Russell Westbrook this season because so far this season, um, Russell Westbrook, but I don't think it was extremely effective. It wasn't. He was averaging 19, 9, and 11 on 37 30, 65 splits. So highly inefficient 19-point triple-double. Or John Wall. Who so far this season has just looked better than Russ. 
and is averaging 18. Would you rather have 18, 5, and 5 on efficiency or 19, 9, and 11 on horrible efficiency? Yo, know, John Wall has. Optimus Dime, amazing. John Wall has played better this season. And so Mojo um, quote tweeted this tweet that said Wall was better than Westbrook and said, I was getting torn up on the timeline months ago when I said this. Shit really changes, huh? And I was part of the team. I was like, are you are you an idiot? Like, are you genuinely stupid, Mojo? Four months ago, Russell Westbrook had just come off a bubble where he didn't play amazing, but he played relatively well, considering he had just had the virus and considering the quad injury. He played okay. And it's also important to note that there were points in last season where Russell Westbrook was one of the best players in the league. He was averaging an extremely efficient 30-point triple-double. He was an all-star for a fucking reason. But Mojo was arguing four months ago that John Wall, who hadn't played in two years, was better than Russell Westbrook was currently. That's a dog shit argument. And I said, I, I don't know how I replied to it at all, but I was, like, I was basically like, Mojo, you're an idiot. Eating a lot at um. He's like my favorite artist, and he's one of uh the guys that like really got me into music, and is just terrible, horrible, horrible, horrible. I think he might have deleted the tweet. Honestly, I think he did delete the tweet. Whatever, that's fine. Um. Anyway, I basically just replied to him and was like, "You're an idiot, dude." Comparing, making this comparison now is good because we've seen John Wall play. Making this comparison four years ago when we hadn't seen John Wall play in two years, like, shut up, shut the hell up, man. I don't want to talk about Blake Griffin. It's gonna make me depressed. Let's get off the angry stuff. Let's talk about Cole Anthony. And how he has been starting for the Magic ever since Markel went down. He's playing really well. I think he deserves a bit more recognition for Rookie of the Year. He called game against the um, Timberwolves on like a bullshit shot. It reminded me of the time uh, Tyler Eulis called game against the Celtics. It was just like, it was a shot that... Maybe you shouldn't get Ricky in the Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Nope. Cole Anthony's not playing as good as I thought he was. He called game. He's been playing well. His middle... Oh, I thought his middle name was Hillary. It's Hilton. But he's averaging 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists on 33, 26, 88 splits. So, he should be a better shooter. He should honestly be a better shooter later in his career. But like, uh, let's go through his last his last four games: fifteen points, sixteen points, six points, and thirteen points. You know, but I, I felt the need to because I've been talking about a lot of rookies, and Cole Anthony falls into this um, aura of rookies that I have followed since they were in high school. Um, so Cole Anthony's a guy I followed for a while. Romeo um, did not. Category. Oh, Mannion's in that category. Lamelo and Lonzo are both in that category. Um, who else? Who are other 
guys I've followed. Anyeke Okongwu, I followed him since high school. I think that's it for this draft. I mean, like I said, Cole Anthony, too. I think that's it for this draft class. There have been other guys, though, um, coming up in this draft. Jalen Johnson and Jalen Green are two guys I've followed. Um, kid is going to Kentucky. I can't remember his name. But he... I followed a bunch of guys because I used to be really into high school basketball for a little bit. And so I followed all of these guys throughout their journeys. And to see Cole Anthony playing well, is, is it's really promising because he came into this draft as a huge question mark, right? It was he can score, but he can't do much else. So is he going to be useful in the NBA at 6'2"? He's not a true point guard. He's a scorer. So far, he's making a little of himself. Which is good to see, man. It's good to see. Um, yeah, first time. I, the first two games, Harden and KD played together. After the second game, um, trade Kyrie was trending on Twitter. It was dead ass trending on Twitter, and I was like, "You guys are idiots, man. You guys are so stupid." I actually, this is why I pulled up the scores from tonight. So the cat, the Cavs beat the Nets again. What the hell? Kyrie Irving had 38. The Nets, I'm still taking them over the cap. What the fuck? I mean, hey, shout out to the Cavs. They played really well. Third quarter, and then just controlled the game after that. Wow. Sexton at 42 again? Colin Sexton at 25. Colin Sexton hooping. Maybe I should talk about Colin Sexton. Fuck the Nets. Let's talk about the Nets. Let's talk about Colin Sexton. Because right now, he should honestly be in the maybe top spot for MIP. 27 points per game so far this year. He has gone from 21 points per game to 27 points per game. Oh, my God. I'm extremely efficiently. He's shooting 50% from three. How many attempts per game? He's shooting 50% from three on almost five attempts per game. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to Colin Sexton. I guess I, he would be my candidate for MIP because Jalen Brown was going to be my candidate because I'm a little biased bitch, but... I have Colin Sexton on my candidate. Because watching those 42 points, it was just stupid shit going on. It was just contestant threes just going in. And those are the funnest times to watch is when it's Curry normally does this where he just throws up a shot and it goes in and there's no reason that that shot should be going in, but it's going in and I'm enjoying it because I'm entertained. Uh, let's see. I'll do a deep dive in a minute. Let's talk about Blake Griffin because that's been a hot topic on Twitter um, and really in NBA circles is what the hell is up with Blake Griffin? He's been mainly resorting just to a spot-up shooter. He's playing terrible this season, and a lot of people are saying that he's washed. And I'm not completely against that, right? I'm not completely, like, angry about that because it's, it's possible, right? Rusty Buckets made a video and basically was like, you know, there's... What? James Wiseman's nickname is Big Ticket. What the hell? Weird. Anyway, Rusty made a video on... He's a facilitator, a three-point shooter, and that's it. He's not scoring at all, and I think it's because of his psyche with the injuries. And I don't know if it's the psyche with the injuries. There's definitely a possibility it is, and it's more than likely that it is the psyche with the injuries. But I also find it likely that he just might not be the same after all these injuries. 
which is fine. He's a guy that heavily relied on athleticism, and now he's been injured, you know, three years, for like three years. So, I don't know. Wiseman, I don't want to talk about Blake Griffin anymore because he's one of those players that when I first got into hoops, he made hoops exciting for me, and I really liked him for it. But uh, it's just sad to see him like this. Um, Wiseman, so far this season, has actually been playing really well. He, he would be second in Rookie of the Year for me. That's not bad. Excuse me. It's getting late. He's averaging 11 and 6 on 52% effective field goal percentage. Pretty good. But it's more been the eye test, right? I don't I don't necessarily have time to watch every game. So I watch a good amount of highlights. Call me a casual if you want. That's fine. I wouldn't oppose you. But James Wiseman is physically imposing on people in this league. Already, he's a rook, and he is just physically dominant. He's just beating out offensive rebounds. He was killing the Spurs. And I understand the Spurs have Jakapertl and LaMarcus Aldridge, but that's still impressive for a rookie to be doing. I mean, James Wiseman, man, he has been playing. He just he passes, and in the simplest way to put it, he passes the eye test every damn night. Not to mention, Draymond Green is going to turn this kid into a star. He had 18 and 5. I mean, obviously, I'd love for him to rebound better. He's been playing well this season, and I hate to say it, but the Warriors are going to be good. You know, I I mean, I'm, I was one of those people that loved the Warriors in 2015, started to like them a little less in 2016, and then hated them in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Go back to liking the Warriors, you know? Because Kevin Durant being there ruined it for everyone. Hopefully, I mean, I, this team would be so fucking good if Klay Thompson was here, man. A championship, I shit you not, a championship contender. If they had the big three, James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins, this team would be a championship contender. Yep, I'm I'm going to sit by that. Oh, this one hurt my heart. Miles Turner got hurt. The Pacers got back Jeremy Lamb and immediately lost Miles Turner. I don't even know what what injury it was. This was actually pretty recent news that he got hurt. But. A broken bone in his hand. I guess the Pacers are leaving it up to him. Oh, did Malcolm Brogdon called in tonight? Whoa, 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 whoa! Malcolm Brogdon. Did Malcolm Brogdon called in tonight? What the hell? Did Malcolm Brogdon just call a game and I didn't hear about this? Uh, Twitter has failed me. Twitter has failed me. January 24th. Malcolm Brogdon did not call game. Okay, actually, he might have called game against the Magic tonight. Pacers news. Video. Malcolm Brogdon drains game-winning three-pointer for Pacers versus Magic. 
I don't care. The podcast is already getting to a half hour. Anyway, I was just sad because, you know, I, I said this in the last episode about the Karis LeVert thing. Like, how how much can the Pacers handle? Because not only have they been screwed over by guys like Paul George, by certain moves that just didn't work out for them, but they've also just been screwed over by injuries. The Pacers have always been a 4-7 to seven seed that's just really good and could be any team on any given night. But they've never quite been a competitor. Really since the week Paul George did. Almost a decade. What I'm trying to say is that it's just how much more sustainable is this? Because Miles Turner brings something to the table that no one else brings. You can Karis LeVert just brings scoring, and you can get scoring through committee. You can ask Doug McDermott to contribute 15 points per game. You know, you can get scoring, but you can't get you know three blocks per game. You can't do that. You can't get what Miles Turner was bringing to this team. That's not formulated out of thin air. Twelve and seven. 4.2 blocks. 4.2 blocks. Come on, man. Come on, man. You don't make up for that. I guess that was the last topic I wanted to cover today. Um, I, I won't go through the standings right now. All the way to the four seed. The Pacers are now the three seed. That's do with the bio market and at the trade deadline. They can't really make any moves. Rockets Pistons was good. How did Christian Wood do? Let me see that. That'll be the last thing we talk about because Christian Wood's a god. Kenny Martin Jr. did nothing. Did I? Hello? I don't think he did. Christian Wood is a DMP. Weird. All right, then I don't care. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it. Tweet at me, um, at the 3 and D podcast. Let me know any suggestions, any questions, anything you want me to talk about on the podcast. But other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.